this is the Music History Podcast. I'm your host, Gage, and today we're going to be talking about grunge music and why it was so culturally important. The thing I find most interesting about grunge music is that you can define it in so many different ways. It can be its own genre in music. A lot of people refer to a bunch of similar bands as grunge music, but it was also a scene that was happening in Seattle. It was an attitude, and most importantly, it was a cultural movement. So what is grunge? Well, the big four bands out of Seattle are Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and Alice in Chains. And to most people, those bands are grunge. They define what grunge is. The style of music that they play, their attitude, their recording style, their lyrical content, that is what grunge music is. So I'm going to break it down just a little bit more for those who aren't familiar. So let's get started. of lyrical content grunge is dark it talks about mental problems it talks about drug abuse it talks about some of the darkest aspects of life and that's one of the reasons that it resonated so much with the youth in terms of culture is because all of this youth in america middle class america they didn't have a voice in the media and their problems they weren't important to the mainstream but these bands started bringing their problems to the mainstream it started bringing attention to these things that were being ignored by the public and it just finally gave this young generation an entire generation a voice that they did not have before A lot of what they're going for is an intellectual middle finger to the entire world and society and idolizing lifestyles that were not achievable for many. And that's why it was so counter the 80s glam rock. It was kind of the response to that. Talking about fast cars and beautiful women and living life in luxury. And they were like, no, we can't have that. So they said, look at our problems, look at our lives, this is us, this is what we deal with, this is what a real life, a normal life looks like, take that. Because nobody else can afford that kind of a lifestyle, only bands like Poison and Def Leppard and all these superstars can afford that. Nobody else can relate to it, and that's what made grunge so special. In terms of musical context, a lot of what influenced the grunge bands was um, punk. Bands like Black Flag and a lot of strange, slow, sludgy, riffy rock like the Melvins, Green River, stuff like that. That's what gave grunge its sound. It was like a strange combination of this slow groove and this fast attitude punk that it gives it so much dynamic between the highs and the lows of the songs and yeah other than that grunge is super guitar heavy 
very guitar driven, very riff driven and oriented. And all of the grunge vocalists are powerful belters, powerful screamers, loud singers, just in general. So, a brief history of grunge music. Soundgarden was the first band in Seattle to emerge out of the Seattle cocoon into the entire world. They signed a label in 1988 for their album Ultra Mega OK. They had previous albums and EPs, but this was the first one that was signed. And then a year after that, Nirvana came out with Bleach. They were signed. And... In 1991, Nevermind was released, and that was the end of it. Then Alice in Chains blew up, Pearl Jam blew up, they all gained mass media attention, they were all touring the entire world, they all became very famous very quickly, and they still kind of maintained that attitude, and that's what was so cool, was that even their fans, even their fans that were like, you sold out, how dare you, you turned your back on us. You turned your back on your community and your ideals. They were like, no, 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 wait, listen. And they kind of showed the entire world that even though you're successful, you can still be a human. You can still have compassion and you can still tell real stories. Grunge really didn't survive the mainstream past 1994 due to Kurt Cobain's suicide which saw the end of Nirvana and pretty much the commercial success of grunge, at least in the spotlight. The other bands like Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam continued to make successful albums. Um, Lane Staley sadly died of a drug overdose in 2002, but um, Alice in Chains continued to make a couple other albums with a different singer, and um, Soundgarden released two more albums, after their 1994 most popular release, Super Unknown. But sadly, Chris Cornell ended his life in 2017 as well. The only singer that's still alive from the big four grunge bands of Seattle is Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam, and they continue to make music to this day. I don't know if we'll ever see another movement like grunge. I hope we do, but it was so unique to the time and where America was at as a society and where music was at in history that I don't know if it will ever happen again. It was kind of a miracle that it ever did happen. And I'm glad that we can still cherish this music and listen to it to this day because it continues to ring as a voice for those who otherwise wouldn't have one. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'm your host, Gage, and this is the Music History Podcast. Catch more of us next week, same time. Hope you enjoy.